goal is to bring you your next favorite band. Thanks for having us. This is a very cool show. Yeah, so through many iterations, and it finally, yeah. finally landed on the weirdest one by far. Yeah, just a couple of feelings, and uh, boom, you got a song. Yeah. I, I remember this one time. I had been writing some songs, and I and I went out. This I'm just going right in on this story. I went out, and so I was. Ah, uh, uh, the story's longer than the song itself. We'll go ahead and play it. And listen, it's going to be everybody's favorite band. Welcome to your next favorite band. That's both the show title and our promise to you. We here at Stereophilia Studio are tireless in our pursuit of finding incredible, genre-defiant artists who are either a hot up-and-coming band or a group that has been delivering for years but have flown under the radar. Tonight, bringing us the indie rock power pop of the Tisberries, Tyler Acey. Each month, we will bring you live streams, audio podcasts, and perhaps even a live concert where you can listen to the stories and hear the music of artists personally curated by us based on what we feel will be worthy of your time. Be sure to subscribe and tune in to each episode because the possibilities are endless and you never know who will be your next favorite band. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Philip Reese. Hello, and I am David Moore, your co-host. And this is... Your next favorite band. It sure is, David. This is... Uh, uh, absolutely should be. <laughs> quite, quite a great run we've been on. Uh, we seem to just hit these wonderful strides, and uh, we are bathing in it, as, as they say. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, we've had a lot of great uh, artists on lately, so be sure to uh, check out recent episodes. Um, along with subscribing, because now we have to do all those type of things to tell you to click buttons and yes podcast in your ears and whatnot yes too. yes yes would love that that's like the only thing we ask is is if you like what you're hearing subscribe like and follow uh and uh where you can mostly on the podcast side give a review of uh, mm-hmm. uh yep. hopefully five stars but uh, definitely give us feedback on what you're liking and maybe what you would uh recommend um but that would be great uh also a reminder to uh save the date tuesday uh, August the 1st, that, uh, that night's episode will be our, uh, uh, Music Fest Exordium. Live. Live. Live yeah. from the Flying V, uh, and, uh, with all the great guests that you heard about last week. So, uh, um, should be, uh, at, at a minimum, a fun time. Cause yeah, of, uh, and at a maximum, God, who knows? Yes, we might split an atom or cure cancer, but you, but uh, hopefully... space time? The, the, the lower, uh, you know, uh, we're going to set the bar a little lower. Just had to get the goal of that you maybe You might find, have fun. Find, find a must-see band or two. Uh, yeah, that, that would be nice. That's probably uh, the big thing there. And the weather. Uh, we'll, Bobby Martrich will, will give us a good uh, early... Focus on the weather, but uh, before we bring on this week's guest, I came across this graphic, and I feel like these are kind of clickbaity, but it's fun. Um, and uh, I, you know, you just do these to torment me to get I me do, to, right. to, and to this get one, me to you, like goose me. <laughs> and in fairness to you, uh, we'll probably bring this. You, you can take this as homework, um, mm. just because I think it'll be too much to put on you uh, in the moment. But <laughs> I found this, and what it is is who is your state's oh. 
Bruce Springsteen. Well, okay, so without even looking at the map, I can tell you that because I'm from Delaware, that they have George Thurgood for Delaware. Because you're like, absolutely correct. I mean that one. That one's going to be a no questions asked on that yeah. one. That one's an easy one. Yeah. So um, so, so basically, looking- it's kind of you know I guess the the exercise here is that uh, you know who's like the singer songwriter who defines you know, who, who the defines state. the state I guess. Yeah. Um, and some of them are a little bizarre. Some of them are, are completely on the money. Uh, and I think it's just at a minimum, these things are fun to just kind of chat about. I mean, I'm not uh, so going to lie. The Florida one makes me laugh. Fred Durst. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just since, again, this is a podcast at times, it's people who can't see the screen. Right. Uh, you can either search for this, uh, who is your state's Bruce Springsteen, but we'll, we'll mention a few. But I'd like to start with, and all due respect to Kurt Vile, um, that's who it's listed for Pennsylvania. I love his music. Sure. I was just great. Who would you yeah. have picked, though? I that's I guess my exercise was I that was part of it. Like I wondered, like I don't know, uh, actually, you know, who came to mind was kind of like a low cut Connie before I read it. Like you know, it was like you know, I don't even know. But to me, there's uh, I would love to get Dan Drago's take on on who he would say should be uh, in in the PA square. Um, but uh, again, I would uh, in fact, Mr. Vile, uh, please come on the show. We'd love to. <laughs> we'd love we'll to interview. discuss this with you over other. Well, topics. I don't know if I would discuss that because I'm and I, I'm not even taking it. Away. I just I guess I like when you look at other states. I guess hey, let's is, this is probably better. Like you know, Tennessee Dolly Parton, Texas Willie Nelson. Um, uh, this is a tough one. So I also started to think about who's missing from this list. So let's just throw out a few others. Uh, John Denver from New Mexico, Alice Cooper from Arizona, Lana Del Rey, California, uh, Ben Gibbard in Washington. The Lana Washington. Del Rey one, I guess, is kind of interesting. I mean, because California has produced quite a few artists, but I guess it's also meant to be, I mean, like there's part of me that wants to be like Brian Wilson instead. For Yeah, that. no, I could see that. Um, some others just real quick. James Brown, South Carolina, Ray Charles, Georgia. Again, these are all perfect. Um but so like uh, Minnesota is an interesting one. So you see Prince that obviously has made a ton of sense. But the person who I think is missing from this is Bob Dylan. And he's sure. from Minnesota. So like that's a got to be a that's that's a state that it's like, holy smokes. Um, you know, uh, and another one that came to mind was Stevie Wonder. He's Michigan. So is Aretha Franklin. Aretha Ran- Franklin got chosen. Can't, right. argue that. Can't, can't argue that one. So like there's a lot of great things in here. It's just kind of fun to play around with. Uh, Ronnie James Dio from uh, New Hampshire, which you just went to an Iron Pigs game and heard a Dio song, which I they thought was played amazing. Rainbow in the Dark because it was. I mean, <laughs> look, I'm not going to knock, you know, I'm going to take the Dio tracks when I can get them. I'm not a huge Dio fan, but it's not that often you get to just hear it blaring through a giant PA system. Right, 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 right. And the other one, uh, Arkansas, was. Uh, um, they have Jay Penry, which I thought again, I gave Johnny Cash, Arkansas. That's where he was born. Kind of surprised he wasn't on here. But again, I mean, like I actually like that Oklahoma's is a fictional character. I know Oklahoma, Oklahoma is Chris, is Chris Gaines, Chris, Chris Gaines, which that's is fantastic. the um, uh, Garth Brooks pop star that existed for one album in the mid nineties. Right. Yeah, that's that is pretty funny. Um, just uh, Charlie Parker, Kansas. Uh, Donnie and Marie from I think Utah. I think part of it also de- depends on how they're defining the term, quote, Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, they get to define that however right. they so like. Right, so I think that's part of the reason why certain ones aren't showing up or being used or whatnot. Yeah, but like we said, it's it's not to throw hate or shade at anybody. It's more just like a fun exercise in, in chatting about that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, sure, so, totally. So if there are any, uh, uh, the homework, I guess, would be also for anybody listening, if they want to recommend any alternatives out there, like, 
how did that, and mind you, this was not our list, uh, you know. Uh, Correct. We did not put this together. Ours would have been so much more scientific notation, let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But it was from uh, uh, Best Show, uh, Forever Dog. So um, thank you for uh, 50 States of Bruce Springsteen conversation. <laughs> Which uh, kind of brings us to tonight's guest, a uh, huge fan of Bruce. That was another reason why I thought this fit here. Um, music can sometimes get connected to, you know, that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. maybe one day uh, Tyler Acey will be the one on this map. Uh, perhaps. And maybe we'll be the ones that can say, well, we interviewed him then. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, and our little grainy black and white footage will be used for some yes. sort of like very expensive life documentary at that point in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so excited to bring everybody the music of the Tisburys. This is a Philly-based band um, with just such a tight, great, like just clean sound, just terrifically, you know, uh, you know, written music. Yeah, I um, mean, there's a there's a there's a two aspects to it that I think really add up to the quality that you get, which is there's great songwriting, which mm -hmm. is you know you have good songs, and then you also have this great sort of. Um, like power pop rock kind of thing going on because it's got earworm kind of uh, melodies that happen, but it's yep. got these cool jangly guitar and every once in a while a, a very tasty, tasty guitar solo that's just right for the song. <laughs> yes. So let's get into some of this uh, tasty jangliness. Um, here are the Tisberries. This is one of their uh, um, uh, tracks off of the most recent release, Exile on Main Street, um, a song called Garden by the Tisberries. <laughs> Songwriter Taylor, Taylor Tyler AC and lead guitarist John Domenico. The Tisburys are an indie rock power pop band from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The band has released three full-length albums, most recently 2022's Exile on Main Street, along with several EPs and singles. Their music has received praise and radio play from NPR and 88.5 WXPN and have been featured on Stephen Van Zandt's Underground Garage. They have shared the stage with national acts, including Gin Blossoms, Jenny Lewis, and local Philadelphia heroes such as the War on Drugs. The band is gearing up for their first U.S. tour and recording their fourth LP in 2023. I will bring this up a little bit more and bring on Tyler. Yeah, I was going to say that this is the tasty solo. Tell John. 
I was going to say, uh, <laughs> Tyler, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, guys. Good to see you. Yeah, good to see you, too. And uh, if you don't mind, maybe use this moment to introduce some of the members of the band as they're on the screen. Including yeah, so that, they're ripping a tasty solo. Tasty solo. That's John Domenico playing lead, lead guitar. That's Jason McGovern playing keys. Um, we got a Doug Keller playing bass, who's going to show up in one second. Um, and Dan Nazario playing drums. And I'm Tyler Acey. I sing and play guitar. So that's the Tisbury's. And we are honored to have you. Uh, we yeah. did we did check before bringing you on how to pronounce your last name, but uh, neglected to ask you how to pronounce Tyler. Ah, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. No worries at all. I'm used to it. Oh, that's awesome. And uh, obviously, did you... Uh, this would be a funny question. Did you plan to pick a rainy day, or was this the day of the shoot and it poured on you? It's funny. I was driving... I visited my parents yesterday in Scranton, and we were driving down 476 today in that storm. So it's fitting that you're starting with this song, because the rain was falling quite hard this yes. afternoon. I'm sure where you guys... We were driving past Allentown, Bethlehem. And yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is pouring down. today, the day yeah. that we're recording. And if we do lose power in the middle of this, because there's some wicked lightning, too. Uh, apologies ahead of time, but I think we'll yeah. be good. <laughs> <laughs> no, but very cool video, awesome sound. Um, like we talked about before, you have you bring in influences of Bruce Springsteen, Wilco, uh, you know, Gin Blossoms was mentioned before. Yeah, the replacements. Um, mm -hmm. And they're all my faves. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> uh, and I don't know if anybody mentioned this before, but uh, Exile on Main Street uh, was already used uh, as a title. Yeah, once no, I'm just totally or... kidding because <laughs> you do that on <laughs> Twitter all the time, where you like output you like no kidding, dude. Yeah, it's funny because we we picked it like kind of as a joke and kind of like in reverence of the original because I love the original so much. But um, right. it was also just like whoever hears that and this is a, the exact response we got. They either laughed and thought it was funny and checked out the album because of that or they told us to screw off and said, how dare you do this? And it's right. like, I don't want that those type of people listening to our band anyway. So right, right, it right. kind of works. Super magic. protective Stones fans. Like, they're yeah. like I'm going to cut you with a shiv. Yeah. People who the take title. themselves way too seriously. Oh, like, yeah. That's, yeah. Nah. And even on top of that, like it was a little bit of that homage to the replacements using Let It Be as a title. It was more towards the replacements than the Stones. Yeah. Like, let it be. This is our third album, so yes, it was very cool. Let it be and, was theirs, and yeah, yeah. Um, and you also, I think, had again. It was like so multi-dimensional. You also had uh, uh, Liz Fair, Exile, and Guyville, um, yep. kind of on the mind at the time with some of the writings. Yeah, a lot of the guitar tones are more Guyville than they are like Stones or just like that kind of '90s guitar rock, yeah. which is like really. Like radio rock is like mm -hmm. 90, from the nineties is like some of my like Jim Blossoms too is some of my favorite stuff. So yeah, that definitely played a part. Yeah, and the last one was oh, just one last thing on the on the name of the title. You're also wearing it in the in the t shirt in in the video there. It's uh, Main Street Records. You work there, and so yeah. Exile on Main Street. Also a shout out mm -hmm. to, to yeah, it's our neighborhood. Store. It's the record store I work at, Main Street Music, which is uh, right on Main Street in Maniunk, and I've worked there for. A little over five years now. So like I learned a lot of the music that has influenced the band, like weird deep cut power pop, pop stuff, mm -hmm. like I'm working at that store because it's such that kind of record store, like a crate sure. digging store. So yeah. Yeah, there's yeah. so many ref different references within the music and the lyrics too. So it's, it was kind of like a fun little treasure box. To kind I'm, of I'm sure your discovery better. of working there with your fellow music, uh, let's call them geeks. 
yeah. uh, <laughs> is uh, unearthed all sorts of things where you get those infamous, you know, you're digging through the crates, but you infamous, mm-hmm. like, oh, you've got to check this. And somebody exactly. pulls out this yeah. one and you're like, number seven or track two side yeah. e, or whatever it is they're referencing. Like you got it. And then the next thing you know, you're like seven albums later and everybody's got in a got to beat on somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like there's a band called the honey dogs. Do you guys know the honey dogs? I don't, don't know. know the honey dogs. Check out the honey dogs. There's uh, a song on the record that was totally influenced by the honey dogs. And that's like a reference that I don't know if anyone would understand, but um, they're a great power pop type jangly rock band, but fantastic yeah yeah one of the, the that track i think your your music is very uh, eclectic and different so like not that every song has that same kind of style but the one that jumps out at me when i listen to garden too is it kind of reminds me of the jayhawks okay yeah love the jayhawks yeah yeah that, with um, that like the the harmonies and stuff like that yeah and um, they got like that soaring stuff and like a little bit of country but like yeah. not so far off the the deep end but like yeah, yeah that, Americana, like Heartland Rock vibe is. Yes. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. That's kind of what I was getting out of that one. But uh, love it. Love the track. Thank love you. tons. Of, oh, just amazing. Again, like when you come across, this is what before, listen to me, I can't even finish the sentence. Um, before I, we started this show, these were the moments that I loved where I was just like, yet another amazing band I never heard of before. And that's what I just, it turned into that it's like this never ending pipeline of awesome that I was like, let's do a show about it. Yeah. So, so uh, hopefully other people are now going to, you know, really enjoy uh, checking out the Tisberries. So um, what we like to do on the show, as, as you know, is uh, we like to roll it back. So taking you way back, uh, your influences, your dad played music and uh, played at the bar where your mom worked. Yes. Jimmy yeah. Buffett covers, I guess. It much. Was. I mean, yeah. he, threw, he threw a lot of Bruce in there and Beatles and like, that's kind of what I was raised on. So yeah, he would be playing. My mom would be working. And uh, eventually I like got up the own gusto to get up there and play myself. And oh, I was, fun. Yeah. And then that's where uh, me and John, it's kind of when the band started is me and John would do like coffee shop gigs. Sure. Um, just like well, even before duo. you and John, you, you're the first Tisberry's song is Stars and Stripes Forever uh, at the second grade uh, piano recital. Yeah, we took that's where we met officially was we took piano lessons <laughs> together in second grade. So the first official show is a piano recital. I did the rhythm part and he did the lead part. So it's nice. we're still doing that today. I was um, just going to say rhythm and lead. It just yep. started that way when you were seven. Mm-hmm. You, you talked about playing with John and that's that's cool. But let's go just a smidge. Did you get a chance to play with your dad? Like, did you, you know, at that, that place, did you guys go up there and do like a Jimmy Buffett or a Bruce cover together? By the time I was in high school, I felt a little more confident and ready to go out and, and play. And we would play together too at um, events and stuff like that. So. That's fun. I just always think that kind of stuff's fun. You find those yeah. connections. Yeah. You have play chords and write songs, which was a big thing. Yeah, so you and John are doing, uh, I guess, uh, like you said, coffee houses or open mics or whatever around the 2012 time. Yeah. And then the original name of the band is Tisbury Obama, right? That's correct, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's, um, it was like a kind of an inside joke. It was like a, a girl John was dating at the time. It was mm-hmm. like kind of like a reference to her name. And then mm-hmm. it was, um, we just needed a name. And that's something we threw out there, kind of like as a joke. And then right. we didn't ever change the name. And then we just dropped the Obama at some point because sure. I don't know, you got tired of explaining that to people. Right. right? I sure. still have to explain the Tisburys, but it kind of has that traveling Wilburys, like family band type of vibe, which I do like. Oh yeah, yeah. definitely. 
Um, and then uh, basically that kind of, I guess, if you don't mind, a little bit, so like this is now where like I guess people go to college, things going to get a little bit more dispersed. Yeah. But it comes back together in 2015. Is that right? Kind of, sort of. Yeah. Yes. We, um, we had been going to college and I had still started writing more kind of serious songs and taking taking the songwriting thing a little more seriously. And that's the time we made our first demo tape. It's called Saxophones. Yeah. It's, it's only on our band camp. But I was like, just going to say it's not available for streaming. Yeah. Um, but it is uh, something that uh, is where the roots are for you. Yeah, I was listening to it. Um, I was listening to a podcast uh, driving back today and they were mm -hmm. talking about like their first songs that they had written. And mm -hmm. I was like, we were stuck in the, the rain coming down that's on 476. Right. And I was like, damn, I kind of want to listen to saxophones because I hadn't listened to it in so long. And I was like, oh, I, I still kind of like these songs. Like That's cool. You can definitely hear the DNA of what's to come, which is sure. a fun um, experiment. I don't yeah. Know. And do you ever uh, play those like in sets or anything? Do those songs ever come up? Water's Edge still. I mean, we re-recorded Water's Edge in between the lines uh, for our first album, Got Wax it. Nostalgic, which came out uh 2019 um and we still do water's edge that's one of my favorite songs i've ever come up with i really like the how that melodically flows and some of the lyrics to that i i'm pretty proud of so that one sticks around in the set for sure that's but, cool um a lot of them are like kind of inside uh, more inside joke songs about our high school <laughs> friends so that's amazing. yeah <laughs> it took me a while to like start like writing serious things but, sure 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 yeah um, and that's interesting too. This was kind of my next question is I know you talk about it. I've in, when I was researching wax nostalgic as being the first, uh, LP, but 2017 was crooked roads. Yeah. And wax nostalgic was 2019, but it was purely the way that they got mixed and engineered. Is that right? Like, or is that, do I have something wrong there? Yeah. I mean, we had, I had just graduated college in 2016 and I remember writing a lot around that time. So, a lot of the stuff on Crooked Roads and Wax Nostalgic was kind of written all in the same time period. But um, I forget why I picked the certain songs to do for certain things. Right. But Crooked Roads was like kind of we went to our friend Justin Nazario's. He was living. It was like in his parents basement at the time. And it's funny. We still work with Justin today and we made Exile with Justin, too. And you can kind of hear how his um studio engineering abilities have also improved like it's a kind of a crazy time oh, that's fun, to yeah. see how that that evolution between both us and him and our like collaborations together um but crooked roads was kind of it was like three songs i written wrote like together mm -hmm. and i was like let's put let's record these in like a weekend and put them out and mm -hmm. i hadn't we hadn't put anything out in a while so that was kind of like and we had just moved to philly i was going to westchester at the time got it mm -hmm. and we're like we should we should put something out we should start playing more um and then that yeah goes from there we start playing that's kind of around the time doug joined the band too um was yeah crooked roads wax nostalgic time so yeah, yeah. and um and wax nostalgic was a cool one I, to me and i think you even said this too it's like where things got a little bit more taken seriously not that you weren't before but like it was more musical risks taken yeah uh more uh comprehend like complicated there's an 11 minute song on the <laughs> tail end of it so yeah we were trying some exper like not experimental but just i don't know i think there's a little bit of like a music maturity that happens to it too yes. you know you're yeah. starting to find your influences and not necessarily 
be ashamed of him. Not that you were mm-hmm. ashamed before, but it's the idea of like, oh, this thing, we like this thing. Like, make sure that <laughs> yeah. noise, that tone, those kind of things show up in, in the pieces. Yeah. And we're having more fun too and, yeah. and playing a little mm-hmm. looser, but also closer to the playing together better as a band. And sure. Yeah. And with that too, you release that in two parts, like Wax and Stuff yeah. comes out as two. Again, streaming kind of erases any real impact there, but uh, mm-hmm. now, like back then, it was released as two halves of one, like a part one, part two. Yeah, I re-released it like a couple, two years ago, maybe, mm-hmm. um, as the full, it's like- The deluxe it, edition. The deluxe edition on <laughs> right. Spotify, yeah. Just, that was just me being, trying to be funny, but- um, <laughs> The box set, the yeah, exact version. Yeah, exactly, anniversary, mm-hmm. deluxe box. Remixed and surrounded. Yeah, remastered, <laughs> all the fun stuff. Um, Liner notes by some special journalist. Yeah, um, Bob Mayer. Uh, <laughs> yeah. um, but no, yeah, and then yeah, the the eleven minute medley, the three songs at the end. Where it was for the first six songs, and then those last three songs, we split it up because those last three songs took a little extra time to mm-hmm. record and put together, and it yeah. was because like, it had strings and that kind of stuff too. It was like yeah, a different kind of strings and horns, and it was yeah. pretty ambitious for us at the time. But <laughs> that's just it was in my head. I had to get it out. Like, yeah. Um, and it was fun to do that. So I'm, I'm proud of that. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's wax nostalgic. That's so cool. And, uh, that was around the time you started working, uh, main street music, right? Yes. Yeah. I remember we put, we played uh, record store day at main street music on, uh, I think it was like four twenty twenty nine. Yeah, was part two a giveaway at record store day or part one? What part one was, part one. yeah, it was like, we put, we got the CDs and we, that was why we put them out early um, mm-hmm. or we kind of split it up. It was like, we wanted to, we're playing record store day. We wanted to have something to a new release. So yes, we were like, right, Let's, right, right. I'll put out the, we'll put out the first six songs and then we'll work on the medley. We'll get it done <laughs> and we'll put them together at some point. Yeah. So. And then years down the road, you do the deluxe. Box exactly. Yeah. Remastered. Trust. Yeah. <laughs> um, then uh, 2020, this is, I mean, a, Again, uh, we always talk about it kind of being a trope uh, as pandemic <laughs> impacts people, but yeah. it was so universal and usually yeah. is a transformative time. Uh, and it, button. Yeah. Okay. And and for you, it certainly was. Basically, uh, Sun Goes Down was originally supposed to be a five song EP called Fading Light. Yep. Yeah. And then the pandemic hits and you're not yet done with the EP. So you transform. You, you yeah, reset and I button had- it. I had written like those first couple months of the pandemic, I was writing a ton of songs like um, garden was also written around that time. Got it. But um, hmm. something about garden was like, Oh, this song is special and I should save it for something else. I don't know. <laughs> it just like had a different kind of, when I'm like writing songs, I'm like putting them in little packages of like, they kind of have different mindsets. Mm-hmm. Like, Oh, they're, these are kind of, these songs are related. So they should be a part of something else. But um, I remember, writing like in the moonlight and back to California mm-hmm. and uh, I think walk away. Like these songs kind of came at the beginning of the pandemic, but they felt like the sun goes down. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh, this is, this record is starting to, I'm strength starting to see it as a more developed project. And we had a lot of time on our hands sure, because everyone did. Yeah. So, yeah. Cause the, you know, yeah. the two things that you did, gigs and record stores were closed. <laughs> like, yeah. And that's gotta be a scary moment to you. Mm-hmm. To, yeah. To you yeah, too. exactly. And we were doing, the record store was doing uh, like a lot of virtual shopping and stuff, mm-hmm. whatever we could do to kind of keep things rolling. Sure. And, um, 
we also uh that's when dan started uh playing drums with the band too and dan and justin are brothers they're both mm -hmm. nazarios and so dan was able to go track drums at justin's place mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. and then we were all sending all our tracks remotely uh we you would record them, them, them in yeah and we would actually mix with justin via zoom too mm -hmm. which was an interesting way to work but sure i mean john has been in brooklyn so we were always kind of like working remotely right um and we've kind of learned how to do it the right way i think or a way yeah. that works for us right like yeah. And, and, you know, technologies like this one didn't even exist before. Yeah. Look yeah. at us. We're chatting right now. It's, right. Yeah. In the middle of a thunderstorm. Exactly. <laughs> um, yeah. No, it has been a very cool, uh, like, in some ways, you can't remember it not being this way. You're like, wait, how did we, no, yeah. you know, communicate before and, and collaborate on, a, on an album or mixing or whatever? And it's like, you know, now you could pop it up, you know, in the moment and deal with it, you know, real time instead of, waiting for the next scheduled appointment or whatever it is. Yeah. yeah. And it's funny. I was, I was thinking about this recently, but wax nostalgic. I feel like it took us a really long time. Like, you know, the thing where it's like, you have like your whole life to make your first record and then you have like a two years to make <laughs> yes. the second one. And it's kind of, the, I feel like it took us, it took me so long to make the first one and kind of figure out how to make a record and how to, um, what mistakes are okay to make, which mistakes are not okay to make. But by the time we did it, I was like, okay, now I know how to do it. And then sun goes down, comes out like a year later. Like yeah. it was like kind of, they kind of opened the floodgates for me and kind of, I now knew how I wanted these pieces to fall into place and create art the way sure. he as a band know how to make it. So, yeah. So there was, was kind a maturity of, there on the, yeah. the creation side as well. Yeah, totally. And just yeah. like the, the workflow thing mm -hmm. where sure you yeah, kind of know actually how to cook the food, if you will, versus exactly. just like, yeah. I mean, it really is. I mean, there's a, there's a yeah. thing. It's like, you know, I've yeah. got these songs. Well, now what? Yeah. <laughs> like how to organize my thoughts and how to communicate them better to the band. And we we play together better. And, um, yeah, I'm sure they learn how to give better feedback on things yeah. that they're like, Hey, mm -hmm. that thing, maybe we move this, you know, can we extend the intro a little bit? Because I've got this idea, those kind of moments that happen yeah. when you communicate as a band. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. And just being, yeah, working and, um, I don't know. Yeah. You kind of said it. Yeah. Yeah. David has a way of just summing things up <laughs> so, so beautifully. <laughs> my, my wife calls it blunt, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um but uh but there is that track you mentioned it before on this album uh, back to california i think yes. it's awesome thank uh, you it's a it's a fun poppy kind of thing in a great way yeah there's uh, definitely a beach boys thing going on yeah yeah, but, yeah 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 and uh and we will play that uh after the credits um to give people again another flavor of of different kind of tisbury's tunes so i wanted to just mention that um that'll be what we close the show with but uh um Anything else here, like before we jump in back, you know, getting we kind of come full circle here to to the more recent release, like out of the pandemic, Philly music scene, you know, kind of explodes and thrives and comes back and whatever. Yeah. Obviously, not everything makes it, sadly, but uh, mm -hmm. but there's definitely a you know a, a supportive community uh, in that Philly music scene, and uh, you know, I just kind of wanted to get your take on that and and just kind of like all things Philly. Yeah, I mean. It's funny. Uh, you guys mentioned Dan Drago. Mm -hmm. earlier, yeah. but 
he always talks about, he always like maniac man i don't know what's going on i don't know what's in the water in maniac but um it's really <laughs> cool to the past uh especially a couple years since the pandemic just to see like around the grape room and places like dawson street pub and, mm-hmm. and mainstream music too even even it's a record store not a venue but there are all there are so many bands around here that are like really kind of prop- helping each other out and um, yeah make doing good work too which is you love to see that and it is kind of its own little world um but it's there's it's still the greater philly oh yeah um, manionk has its own vibe for sure yeah Plus everyone has excellent calf muscles from walking up the damn hill yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and yeah. really uh awesome parking options mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> you know <laughs> Certainly yeah. not during the the ice storms and such that I've always yeah. seen. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I'm up in Roxborough now, so that's a little little more removed. But yeah. <laughs> um, and then also just like I gotta give a shout out to XPN too, because like they cool. do such a great job. Of they do. Oh, fantastic! Promoting like who they like with word like good work is happening in the city too, which is great. And then like I we were so so blown away by like getting the. The call to play the festival last year. I was like, a to- I interned at XPN too when I was in college. So, oh, cool. Talk about huge, crazy full circle moments that I never <laughs> thought would happen. Can like, you just was- talk about it a little bit? I'm always intrigued by what people's like, like, uh, story is when they have those kind of things. Like, the, w- which programs did you work on? Who did you work with? Or were you sort of a little bit of everywhere? Oh, when I interned. Yeah. 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 yeah so I sort of like behind the curtain kind of moment, you know, yeah, like all totally. I did was make photocopies. You no, know, I, or- <laughs> I was, um, I did the music blogging internship because when I, in college, I un- did a minor in journalism and Ooh. I was like, it's funny when I was in college, I was like, oh, I'm going to write for Rolling Stone and Stereo Gum. I almost famous was like my favorite movie. Yeah. 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 It's like, that's like what I wanted to do. So when I was there, I, um, I worked with John Batiste, who was running the key. He still is running the key, even though they mm-hmm. they folded the key into like the general XPN correct music news right. uh, thing. This was fairly recently, but yeah, I was working directly with John, and he would like assign me like five stories a day and concert picks and everything, and I would just sit at the computer and just like crank out like news, like Philly band releases X song, and I loved it. I had so much fun doing it, and just being there at the XPN studio sure. was like so much fun and like Bruce Warren's hanging out and someone's <laughs> right. running down the hallway and there's like, Hey, the Lumineers are doing a private world cafe set downstairs. You want to go see them on lunch break? I was like, yeah. yeah. Yes is the answer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why I bring it in a Brown bag in case yeah. this happens. I'm ready to go. And then the, the other crazy thing I always think about with that is that I was there. It was, um, January 2016 to May 2016. And in January, David Bowie died. Mm-hmm. And in May, Prince died. Yeah. And I remember that just being in that like office when that happened. And like yeah. as the news is breaking was just kind of like crazy. I don't mm-hmm. even know how to explain sure. how crazy that was. Yeah. And both of them. Like it was like a bookend. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, mean, I can totally believe that it was already yeah. just as a music fan. Yeah, like the kind of news you're like, oh, that's yeah. terrible. But then, and to like be everyone's in a place- reckoning with it, and like how to like you're like kind of breaking this news. Like you're a radio station. Like, yeah, it's like programming stuff and all this is sure. just so insane. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like history and life retrospectives yeah. and that kind of but stuff. But you finally yeah. get the chance to go like we've got to put Starfish and Coffee from Sign of the Times on the air right yeah, now. We finally exactly, get a chance yeah. to play it. <laughs> or was it April? It was he died in April 2016, right? Because sometimes it sometimes it uh, snows in April. Oh uh, like, yes, you're right. I think yeah. you're right on that one. 
Yeah. Yeah. Damn, RIP Prince. What a fucking... What? Like, yeah. we're connected Lord. to the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that, like we talked about earlier with those, like, the Springsteens of every state. Like, yeah. uh, having him in there, you mm-hmm. know, and then again, Bob Dylan and Prince from the same state. You're like, ah, I don't know what one to pick. Yeah. I've been but, rocking out to Cinnamon Girl by Prince. Do you guys uh-huh. know that song? Uh, yes. 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 April. Like, n- 90s Prince. Yeah. April 21st. April. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that makes sense. The fact yeah. David went fact checking for a moment. Yeah. I mean, we have, you know, basically the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, AKA Wikipedia available to yeah. us at all times. So, <laughs> right. 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 Yeah. But yeah, it's funny. I mean, I loved, loved, loved writing uh, for XPN, but then after, after the internship ended and I was like trying to start out, like do like music journalism things. It's funny. Like, when the the whole like uh th- those that can't do teach right, right like yeah. that dumb thing it's like right, right, rock right. and it's yeah. like those that can't play music write about music like mm-hmm. that and then that whole kind of thing that's right. stu- stupid let me just right. throw that out there but i was also like oh i am better going out and playing shows than i am at pitching to publications so right. let me just stay in my lane and play music <laughs> instead of um but Huge respect for people who write about music. Who write about it, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah, and it's funny, like, uh, thinking about things here, you you talked about that you liked Almost Famous and lived that Mm -hmm. a little bit. Yeah. And then now you're kind of living more high fidelity with the record store. Yes, yeah, just music, music, music all the time. Right. (laughs) Indie rock, underground, weird, crazy music, weird bands no one's ever heard of, like, sign me up. That's just, like, keep giving it to me. That's my favorite. Yes. Universe. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. as you can tell from the show that that's what we're, <laughs> we're all about too. So yeah, if you, if that, like, you know, you, you mentioned the honey dogs before, if you get any others, uh, send them our way. We will do. To, yeah. To, to check sure. out any you know, new music. So, uh, so like we said, this, this brings kind of back to the beginning of the show um, mm-hmm. where you're now yeah. starting to put together and release exile on main street. And again, I think like we talked about before, each album seems to take a jump in, Quality is not the right word because it's quality in the beginning. It's more just like there's like these professionalisms, I guess, that are just keep kicking in. Yeah, there's certain like sign put like I feel like it kind of took us a while to not get serious, um, but just like kind of find our footing and how we wanted and like develop Mm -hmm. a sound or whatever you want to call it. But I feel like we kind of finally got there with this yeah. last one. And I, it, in a way, it kind of also feels like a first album. I don't know. Um, so other people have been like, oh, it's the Tisbury's first album. I was like, no, we do have two ones before it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but like this one really does feel like kind of are the first. I don't and know. Maybe that was like, I don't know, prologue or, you yeah, know, or the Hobbit like for compared to Lord of the Rings or something. Yeah. Like that. Or like a high five. Like we finally went preseason. Like, yeah, they finally figure out stereo over mono mixes. If, yeah, yeah I mean, it's also. I think you guys have also <laughs> sort of settled into a consistent group of individuals. Also, you know, that too, I think that yeah. contributes to mm-hmm. it as well. That and you've yeah. been playing together now for a little while, so that you guys all have that sort of. Hum, it's the Tisberries is a homogenized yeah. group of those individuals versus mm-hmm. those individuals playing Tisbury songs. That's definitely. I think you you just nailed it because Dan, when Dan started. David. You're, you are crushing today. Um, we were doing Sun Goes Down. It was kind of like Dan was just kind of like a session drummer kind of thing. And then mm-hmm, we, right. after the pandemic was kind of closing and we, we were like, oh, we can start playing shows again. It was like, Dan, come play with us. And then he joined the band. And then uh, we did this Wilco tribute at uh, XPN World Cafe. Right. Awesome. Fall of 21. And that's when Jason joined us to we needed someone. Because you need keys. that. Yeah. And banjo and just some of the auxiliary stuff. Because mm-hmm. Wilco is like. 
Right, sure. You got to, especially if you're doing across all of different eras, you've got to yeah, come up with all sorts you, of stuff. You need more than just like a four piece rock band. Yeah, yeah you need a, a Voltron multi instrumentalist. Yeah, exactly, and that's yeah. where that's where Jason comes in, and then yeah. he started adding more stuff to the songwriting and production too, which brought this whole nother level to it. So now we are this kind of cohesive. It's kind of like I was writing about Wilco the other day um, for something else and um i guess i'd still do write about music and never ends Uh, (laughs) right right (laughs) but it's like sky blue sky is kind of when they kind of they are the wilco we know today that's like nels klein and michael jorgensen and right the the same guy that's like and that's wilco so i feel like we've kind of come to that place where it's yeah really cool way to really playing together really well and we just did this tour that was and that even made us a better band like i'm 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 really happy with where we're at right now yeah for sure. He's like, we've um, all learned yeah. to live with each other when we're on tour. Cause that's, yeah. that's the other side. You may have great musicians, but sometimes like, and he's a jackass. All the yeah. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> sometimes you, then you realize that like, no, I found out all the guys that I can actually hang out with. Like, yeah, this is totally. okay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and there's a, a, a track on exile on main street, uh, La Mancha. Yes. Where your, uh, father-in-law plays the trumpet on it. So also yeah. congrats on your recent nuptials. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's upstairs right now. Um, nice. But we, uh, yeah, we uh, got married in May. And yeah, her dad, Henry, played, uh, played, he played on a couple songs. And Kathleen played okay. uh, some on flute as well. She played flute on the first song, Tisbury's Main Street, and Language of Luxury, too. Yeah. 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 And then he played trumpet. And then he's mostly a trombone player, but he just, he's a uh, retired band director. Got so. It. You can, can play a little bit of everything. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we should have mentioned that too. Um, Family the, band, right? There you yeah. go. Uh, yeah. Opening track and closing track are kind of like a reprise and it's like a Tisbury's theme song of sorts. Like, if yeah. Were, yeah. Kind of, yeah. That was actually Doug's idea to do the reprise because I had that um, Tisbury's on Main Street. It was originally just called the Tisbury's mm-hmm. and it was like kind of like a Wilco. Yeah. Uh, or there's a couple bands that have songs like Black Sabbath has Black Sabbath on the album Black Sabbath, right? right. <laughs> so, um, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so monkeys, right. I kind of wrote that. I've had that song like kind of in the tank for years and years and years, and I knew it was going to be like kind of the kickoff track to some album. And right. um, I had that kind of riff that the da na 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 na, and then it was like kind of going through and kind of. Uh, is it 10th Avenue freeze out where he he's like in the big man join the band, right? Yeah. Springsteen. Yes. From Springsteen. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it was kind of like that. It was like kind of an origin story song, but sure. like deep in like a bunch of other bullshit from my brain. But um, <laughs> uh, Clemens is showing up, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> there is a crazy sax solo on that song, <laughs> which was d- definitely on purpose in that vein. Sure. Yeah. But, um, uh, that's I kind of we had this song to, to kick off the album and Doug was like, you should bring it back at the end. We sh- you should reprise it. And then that it, I was like, okay, we'll kind of record like the evil version of it or just yeah. a, the minor key version in sure. music theory land. Um, right. And that the turned yin and into, yang of it. Yeah, exactly. And that turned into exile on main street. Yeah. And there was like kind of this uh, flow to it that worked pretty nicely. And um, if you play it backwards, yeah, you become the other thing. You line it up with Wizard of Oz too. <laughs> too much yeah. giving it all away. We gotta yeah. wait before I the do. deluxe super edition to come yeah. out right. for that. Yeah. I do love all these. Uh, this is like a, you know a thinking man's 
engineering <laughs> of an album. Like you've got so many subtle Easter eggs spread throughout. Started yeah. out in those first tracks as just inside jokes about schoolmates, and then yeah. now it's continued to be these things where you're like subtly, you know, putting some things in there. Yeah, all my all my favorite bands kind of have that. Like the yeah. Beatles, that's mm -hmm. like the I'm like Vampire Weekend has a lot of self-referential stuff and sure. there's like a ton of bands that I love that always they kind of build a universe around the music, right? It's yeah. not just the music, it's not just the lyrics, it's kind of the whole the whole project. Yeah. So right. Um, and it's great it, to have you on to for sort of people to have this peek into it because maybe if they just yeah. throw on three tracks, they're yeah. like, oh, it's good music. Mm -hmm. But to now know all these kind of backstories, yeah. it's like you're going to go diving in and looking for it. Yeah, that's, I mean, you get obsessed. That's like, I just get obsessed over certain things like that. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, I'm I a liner always... notes. I'm a mm -hmm. liner notes guy. So, we're going to yeah. touch on your album's liner note for a second because yeah, you okay. mentioned the locations it's recorded, including the Overlook Hotel. That's and my house. I'm yeah. intrigued <laughs> by the Shining reference that that is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, so, we so live on Stephen King has signed Road. off on the project. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we live on Overlook Road, and it was we kind of jokingly call our house the Overlook Hotel gotcha. because John, when John comes down and stays here from gigs because he lives in Brooklyn, he always crashes here, and sure. we call it the Overlook. I just Hotel. thought that was a fun little tag that was in there, and I'm like, yeah. I have to ask about this because it's uh, it's <laughs> such a nice little nugget that's in there, and I'm waiting for like yeah. you know Jack Nicholson to somehow <laughs> you know be in the background. Yes. Yeah, it was uh, was it Fourth of July as the the picture at the end right right mm -hmm. yep. yeah my friend just sent me the it was like on the fourth a couple days ago so yeah. the, that's awesome mm -hmm. i hope it didn't like you know yeah, photoshop your face on yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> black and white and yeah. it's like oh tyler's been here for 300 <laughs> <Since the> years <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, that's why we don't know which release this is because he mm -hmm. can't remember how many he has anymore yeah um but uh rumor has it you'd be able to play a song for us today yeah definitely awesome yeah. Let's so, yeah, let's do it now. Okay. Um, and uh, if you need a, a moment to tune or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Probably just uh, a second. Just to make sure everything's plugged in. Good to go. Cool. Sound good? Yep. Sounds yep. good. Got guitar. And uh, what we'll do is we'll come off the screen so you can have center stage if you want to intro the track and then uh, any other stories behind it. And uh, we will enjoy. Sweet. Yeah, let me just. Uh, Tyler AC. Get this tuned. All set. Yeah, so, uh, you're all set to go. <laughs> Sorry. Okay, cool. Thank you. <laughs> I forgot you couldn't hear me when we're backstage. Yeah, so um, this is a song from Exile on Main Street. Uh, it's called When Love Knocks You Down. And uh, it was like, very nice uh, of Stephen Van Zandt from the E Street Band. We mentioned Bruce a couple times tonight. Uh, picked this song as one of his coolest songs of the week on his Underground Garage uh, radio show, which was super cool. And he said my name on the air, which was a totally surreal experience. So, yeah, he said the Tisburys. Um, this is When Love Knocks You Down by the Tisburys. You feel like you're running out of time 
You shot the moon and you're losing your mind. This providence was promised by fools. And you've been jaded by the rich and the cruel. So if you're locked in the silence on an ocean of violence, when those tears you were crying came to town, and I'll pick you up when love knocks you down. Bends take a tender age to bloom Both love and death barge into the room The dream you tossed was falling away Like a voice in your head, like a moth to a flame so if you're locked in the silence on an ocean of violence When those tears you were crying came to town And I'll pick you up when love knocks you down Like a shadow in a glass house Will everything go back to how it was before? You dread the days you spent alone in darkened rooms But I will try, we'll flip it over And move forward from the night So if you're locked in the silence On an ocean of violence When those tears you were crying came to town then we don't have no money And our faces look a little funny And those tears we were crying They came to town And I'll pick you up when love knocks you down When love knocks you down You, that was stunning. Thank you so much. Great, great song. And what an honor to have that uh, played live. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> so people can catch that on the uh, Exile on Main Street album. Yeah. Services, Bandcamp, all that good stuff. Um, we always try and encourage people buy merch straight from the band. So um ways that they can do that is to come see you at a show yeah 
Yeah, we got a couple of those. Yes. So the the obviously we are super pumped to have you uh, be playing at our uh, festival here in Bethlehem Music Fest. Yeah, it's first time we'll be there. I'm so excited. It's been a about another bucket list thing. For, nice for us. Yeah. Have you been up into Bethlehem to either you know check it out or or play up here ever before? Or, or yeah, like... we played at the Fun House mm-hmm. in Bethlehem. Uh, it was like right before the pandemic. I think Got it was it. um it was winter of 2020, so it was it. probably like February. We played. Do you guys know the Groove Merchants? Yes. Oh yeah. Big yeah, time, yeah. It was with our buddies the Groove Merchants. So, yes. Very yeah. cool. Um, that is awesome. Yeah, they, they are a, a great Lehigh Valley band that mm-hmm. now actually kind of is based in Philly. Yeah. Um, but they uh, definitely, uh, we love their music. Uh, big mm-hmm. fans of, of yeah. the Groove Merchants. Killer um, live band. Like, yes. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Talking about so good. Yeah. Yes. Uh, a quick moment there. They will be playing, I think, opening night of Music Fest, mm-hmm. um, the Friday, cool. the, the 4th. But let's talk about your date. Um, Tuesday, uh, 8th of August. Yes. Um, and... Uh, 8.30 p.m., and kudos to uh, Music Fest for getting it, this right. They put you on the Main Street stage, so you're on the Exile and Main Street Exile on Main Street stage. Yeah, <laughs> I'm pretty excited about that. Yeah. Marketing is I'm gonna, really lined up for that one. I'm going to ham that up big time. Yeah, I think yeah. you absolutely should. Yeah. But uh, again, uh, thank goodness they, they saw an opportunity there and seized it. Yeah. Um, and uh, clearly also from our perspective, like, we'll be able to put out awesome you know, tweets and social media posts that'll totally ham that up too. Yeah. Awesome. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But people should definitely come check that out. Obviously we always mention this, it's a free festival, so it's a Mm -hmm. chance to come check out tons of music discovery opportunities. But uh, obviously when you know someone as good as the Tisberries are playing for free, you should get your feet out there to go see that and ears to listen. Um, Some other shows we wanted to mention dogfish head brewery. Um, Mm -hmm. That'll actually be before that on the 5th of August. Yeah. Um, We're we're doing, yeah, a little short run of shows. So yeah. yeah. Uh, Dogfish Rehoboth um, brewings and eats. Yeah. We're playing. I think it's, I think it's eight to 10 PM. Uh, They have a surprisingly nice stage there. Yeah. Uh, They, ever since they rebuilt the whole place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, I'm super pumped for that. Yeah, and then uh, Dogfish on the or no uh, Music Fest on the eighth. Yes. yes. Um, and then anything else to promote? Either again merch or other shows or new music. Anything out there brewing? Yeah, we're uh, I, we're playing Ardmore Music Hall. I think in uh, September 23rd. So uh, awesome. with, with the old 97s. So oh, that's and, a, great a great show. I'm very very excited for that. And um, yeah, any of those shows you want to come hang and say hi and mm-hmm. talk about music and yeah we have we have uh merch and stuff cds working on vinyl we'll see about vinyl it's expensive but it is um, a long wait i've heard too we've had yeah, some people yeah, they're yeah. like we waited a year to get our pressings and it's one of these yeah. like ouch mm-hmm. yeah so did metallica then, buy a vinyl like, they did yeah yeah down in dc right i think it's yeah. in virginia right outside of yeah. dc they were yeah. just like yeah. Yeah. this i'm buying one yeah i'm tired of waiting. metallica's like wait we have to wait like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and then we're, we just started working on the next album too so i'm very excited to yeah we're getting back in the studio uh we've been doing some demo pre-production sessions and yeah. then we're hitting the the studio in September, so yeah. we should. So have not that you're going to give anything away, but as you were telling stories before, you were like, "I knew I had this good song, like Garden, and I saved it." And he had this, and you were saving it. Like any cool stories to share? Like, is there something bubbling up that you've been hanging on to for this for this album? Oh yeah, I mean, there's songs that I've had um, for this next one that we've started playing some of them live. There's a song called "The Anniversaries" that we've started 
playing. We've played it on our tour. Um, oh, we changed the arrangement of that song like six times, but yeah, we that's finally the time we tested out, right? Yeah, we yeah. finally got one that uh, we were very happy with. So mm-hmm. that'll be that's probably a single. Um, and and they do an EP where you play all six different arrangements in like in in, in a row. We did. We uh, t- we chatted about that as we were working at the the demo session. Oh, we, that's <laughs> the version. You can I find it. the you can find the old version of the song that we played at Johnny Brenda's on our YouTube, and it's like kind of a slower shuffle version. And then mm-hmm. we were playing the new one, which is like more of a fast rocker, which I think it always was supposed to be meant to be that. Yeah. 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 And then um, John was like, oh, because John's like a jazz guy. So he's like, <laughs> I miss the slow shuffle version. And like, well, that'll have to be a B-side. We'll have to put it out. It's like anniversaries, jazz shuffle. Yeah, version. yeah. <laughs> right. the, the anniversary night version. You know, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Daytime day and nighttime or fall and spring or something. I don't know. Something fun. <laughs> Jazz shuffle mix. Yeah. Um, cool. And then, like I said, we're going to play back to California after the Sweet. credits roll. Um, yeah. It's a fun video. Um, a lot of fun, goofy dancing and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Any cool stories about the recording of that? We did it on a green screen here in this basement where I'm sitting, uh, like, pandemic times. Yeah. Like, right as we kind of could start, like, seeing people, like, in small groups right. and not, like, be Break the law. dying. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, back to California. Yeah, it's, uh, it's very cool. Very cool. Yeah. Well, Tyler, thank you so much for coming on the show today. This was awesome. Thank you for performing yeah. and uh, and sharing all the great you know nugs uh, that are that kind of hidden in these recordings and uh, mm-hmm. um, just a wonderful kind of catalog of music. And I hope uh, a lot of people will uh, enjoy getting to know the Tisberries. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. It was a great time chatting with you guys. Um, and yeah, thanks. Thanks for having me. I Absolutely. really appreciate it. Yeah. And look forward to seeing you at Music Fest for sure. Yeah. Dan's yeah. coming up for it. Uh, yeah. We'll be definitely checking Tough it out. Dan. <laughs> right. And, uh, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll uh, hopefully get a chance to say hello after the set. For sure. Yeah. Awesome. Cool. cool. See you guys soon. Thanks, thanks Tyler. Tyler. Bye. David? Fiddle up. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like we did it again. Another someone's favorite band out there they're great uh disbury's are great uh, it's it, it's the there's an instant earworm factor to some of the songs and yet there's a there's a a depth to the the songs as we were just discussing you know you yeah. get reprisals you've got the three song sort of medley that's at the end of the other one so there's all these mm-hmm. sort of things to unfold as you were mentioning you may have just caught a couple tracks because they ended up on a, a spotify playlist well this is your opportunity and we've now learned mm-hmm. all about opening those things up Right. Yeah. Yeah. All the nuggets that are in there. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and I love that you always find like the the liner note nug. I I just you know every once in a while you got to get a Stephen King reference in. All right, Phil. Let's say goodbye to everybody. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of your next favorite band. We'd like to sincerely thank. Tyler Acey of the Tisberries for sharing all of those amazing stories and all the tidbits of what went into the songwriting and um, you know secret uh, little uh, you know uh, hidden Easter eggs for you to go find as you dig deeper into their catalog. Um, we'll be linking to uh, uh, you know their their social media, the Bandcamp, and everything um, for the ability to kind of check those things out, um, and uh, they'll be in the show notes for you. Uh, so please uh, like and subscribe to their content uh, to, to find out more about what they've got coming up as far as uh, shows and and, wh- and what have you. And definitely, definitely 
get a chance to see them, check it out. Hope to see you at the Music Fest show. Uh, we will be there, uh, of course. As always, our hope is to bring you your next favorite band. If you happen to tune in tonight because uh, you already knew the Tisberries, thank you so much. I uh, hope you enjoyed it and that you might uh, consider liking and subscribing to us uh, and uh, our ability to possibly bring you your next favorite band. Um, and if you have a suggestion as to who you think our next favorite band should be, uh, we'd love to hear it. You can either email us or, or uh, you know, post about it uh, on your social media of choice. And would, uh, if you are a musician and you'd like to come on the show, drop us a note for that. And if you'd like to sponsor the show, we're obviously always open to that as well. Um, but uh, definitely looking forward to things and can't wait for the Music Fest Exordium on uh, August 1st and uh, start to talk about all things Music Fest from that point going forward. And uh, see you at a live show soon. And now here is Back to California by the Tisberries.